Trendstorm. Trendstorm. Welcome back to Trendstorm. Now let's take a look at the controversial Prespa Agreement. The Prespa Agreement that was signed last summer between Macedonia and Greece over changing the former's name seems to have opened up Pandora's box and is provoking regional destabilization. The Macedonian Parliament passed an amendment earlier this month renaming the country as the so-called Republic of North Macedonia, following accusations that the ruling party bribed and coerced various legislators to go along with it. In what was likely a quid pro quo with the minority Albanian representatives, the parliament also passed another law soon thereafter making Albanian an official language, though President Ivanov didn't sign off on either proposal and claims that both moves are illegal. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov also questioned the legitimacy of the name change process, suggesting that it might be part of a plot to facilitate the landlocked country's entry into NATO. He has a valid point, too, because Macedonia will be fast-tracked into the military bloc if Athens approves of the agreement, though therein lies the bone of contention because many Greeks are adamantly opposed to the deal because they regard it as a sellout of their national heritage. Large-scale but peaceful protests were violently broken up by police and mass provocateurs, injuring a Sputnik stringer and many others who were caught up in the fracas. Tsipras' government also nearly survived a vote of no confidence earlier this month as well, though there are fears that it might collapse if it moves any closer towards certifying the deal. All of this renewed and some might cynically say pre-planned and deliberately weaponized destabilization is occurring at a very sensitive moment for the Balkans. The specter of so-called Greater Albania looms larger than ever after Macedonia's controversial language law was just passed, while Turkey continues breathing down Greece's neck in the eastern Aegean. Asymmetrical and conventional threats abound, and both countries' governments are under serious pressure by patriotic protesters who oppose the Prespa Agreement but are being maligned as Russian agents as part of an international disinformation campaign meant to delegitimize their views. All the while, former British diplomat Timothy Less's explosive late 2016 proposal to redivide the Balkans along ethnic lines continues to gain support in various sectors and might be facilitated by the latest developments. The prevailing uncertainty in the region that was brought about by the Prespa Agreement worryingly makes it seem like Pandora's box is reopening and that the Balkans are bound to remain a tinderbox. Gosh, folks, like we were just talking about last week, you know, we're always going to keep our eyes on the Balkans. A lot of important developments are going on in what some regard as Europe's back door to the rest of the world. So we're going to begin our conversation by speaking to Dr. Michael Neverdakis. He's also a PhD. He's an independent journalist based in Athens, producer and host of Dialogos Radio, and communications faculty at the American College of Greece. Trendstorm. Okay, Michael, last weekend's peaceful protest that you attended unexpectedly turned violent and you claimed on social media that you were even assaulted during the course of chaotic events. So can you please tell us more about what really happened there and why the mainstream media is reluctant to cover the truth? Well, there's a lot that can be said, Andrew, but to put it in a nutshell, the media is completely misrepresenting everything about the rally that took place in Athens on Sunday. The crowd was much larger than the figure of 60,000 that was 
services provided by the police and by the media. The crowd stretched further than last February's rally in Athens, and back then they provided an estimate of 90,000. But the reality in both cases is that we're probably talking about hundreds of thousands of participants, if not more. Now, about the violence, it's a tried-and-true tactic used by the Greek state whenever it wants to put down a protest. Uh, hooded thugs suddenly appear out of nowhere with gas masks, uh, motorcycle helmets, and large backpacks, and suddenly they begin hurling Molotov cocktails and other objects at the riot police and egg them on to respond. And the riot police, which the current Prime Minister Alexis Tsipras had one time had promised to abolish, they respond by indiscriminately throwing tear gas not at the thugs, but at the crowd at large. And of course, this forces the crowd to disperse and effectively ends the rally. So this happened on Sunday, and the twist is that now the government is claiming that these thugs came from the far right and from groups such as Golden Dawn, whereas in the past, typically these thugs will be accused of coming from anarchist or Antifa circles. They assaulted uh, anyone that they saw that was taking photos, and they would demand that you would either delete your photos or stop taking photos. They shoved me personally uh, and demanded that I stop taking uh, pictures. And, you know, what follows from this is the Greek government has repeatedly claimed that those who oppose the PRESPA agreement are far-right nationalists. And by extension, by saying that these thugs were, for far, were from far-right circles, it casts everyone who participated in the rally as belonging to the far-right. Mm-hmm. I should also mention that two of these thugs are seen just walking around freely within the parliament grounds. No one, no police seems to go after them. And a dark-skinned man who was captured jousting with riot police has been identified publicly, uh, and yet he hasn't been arrested. Yeah, that, that sounds very disturbing. I mean, what you just shared with us is really a cause for concern, and I'm very glad that you can tell us about this because you're not going to hear that on the mainstream media. Now, Michael, apart from uh, Greece's years-long uh, economic crisis and the emerging political one brought about by the PRESPA agreement, uh, your country is now faced with the latent threat from Turkey and the Eastern Aegean. So all things considered then, is a so-called perfect storm brewing? And if so, what can be done to offset any negative outcomes? Uh, That's a very good question, Andrew. I think the significance, not just of this threat, but of the current, but also of the current Greek government's inability to respond to this threat in accordance with Greece's national interests, is visible through a remark that was made just yesterday by a member of a CDZ's representation in Parliament during the debate over the PRESPA agreement. Uh, this particular MP represents the Lodekani Islands, which are next to Turkey, and he said that he was jealous uh, of the northern Greek region of Macedonia uh, for having a PRESPA agreement and that he wishes the Dodecanese Islands had such an agreement as well. It's a ridiculous statement. And the now former uh, foreign minister of Greece, Nikos Kogias, who was one of the signatories of the PRESPA agreement, had also stated at that time his desire to solve the Cyprus dispute as well, and also disputes with uh, other neighboring countries such as Albania. So, as you can imagine, with the PRESPA deal opposed by at least uh, three-fourths of the Greek public, such statements are making a lot of people very nervous and uneasy as to what concessions the current Greek government might make. And the current government, their priorities seem to be migrants and open borders, obeying NATO and the European Union, 
decrying anything Greek as being ethnocentrist and nationalist and ruining longtime friendships and partnerships with countries that have long been uh, friends of Greece, such as Russia. Yeah, I can definitely understand why people are really concerned about this. Now, Michael, in terms of the bigger picture then, what effect has the destabilization of Greece in terms of how it was both victimized by international creditors and also its own self-inflicted damage with the Prespa Agreement, how, what can that have on Balkan geopolitics? And similarly, how could the prospective stabilization of Greece, if that ever happens, help secure this conflict-prone region? Dare I say this is the elephant in the room, Andrew. Um, my own observation of uh, developments in Greece and it's in the broader neighborhood of Greece is that trouble is brewing, uh, of course, in Greece's northern neighbor and also in Albania and Kosovo. Then we have the Trump administration, which has threatened Turkey with economic destruction uh, very recently, and the EU is teetering along. There seem to be two factions at play right now, one which favors Brexit, uh, the yellow vests and the regimes of the likes of Orban and Salvini, and the other side exemplified by Merkel and Macron, pushing for integration at all costs, and as part and parcel of this integration, pushing for the formation of an EU army, which we're hearing a lot about recently. Uh, Merkel recently remarked regarding Brexit that losing Britain was okay because the EU was gaining countries in NATO, were gaining countries in the Balkans, uh, such as Greece's northern neighbor and other countries in the Balkans as well. And if I may say so, that's a ludicrous statement. It reeks of desperation, and that's without taking into account the trouble that seems to be uh, slowly brewing in uh, the Balkan region. The PRESPA agreement is contributing to this destabilization, and for a host of legitimate legal reasons, it must be done away with. And these reasons include the fact that it was not signed by the president of uh, Greece's northern neighbor. Uh, this was actually recently brought up by Russia's foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov. Uh, the referendum on the issue in Greece's northern neighbor did not attain the necessary 50% plus one participation rate, and they also have not changed their constitution despite supposedly ratifying these constitutional changes. The Greek government is violating its own constitution by not attempting to attain a supermajority in parliament to approve the PRESPA agreement. So I feel that in the long run, or actually in the not so long run, the boundaries of many of these former Yugoslav and post-communist states are not sustainable. I sense that conflict is brewing and is, is, is coming our way. And while the efforts of the U.S. State Department, NATO, and EU to, uh, to dominate the region and gain a stronger foothold in the region are brewing schisms that have laid dormant for a couple of decades and are threatening a balance uh, that existed between the powers in a region for several decades. So things may unfortunately have to get worse before they get better. Okay, Michael, I was so grateful that you found the time to talk to us today and tell us the truth about what's really happening in Greece right now. It sounds like your country is in serious trouble, and I hope that it'll weather this latest storm.